0: Hey, and welcome to Blank Bodies, a Vampire the Masquerade V5 podcast, except not tonight. Uh, I'm Hunter, I'm, I'm here with...
1: I'm John, and he's a fibber. This isn't a Vampire the Masquerade podcast today.
0: It's totally a Vampire the Masquerade podcast. And, and by always, our equal on these episodes, we're joined by...
2: Now Matt. you're making it long. Yeah. He didn't say the lore. The lore assistant at this point in time He doesn't
0: have to. Yeah, this is this isn't a, one this, of those episodes. This is our uh, meta chill episode. We don't need a uh, yeah. We cool. Said that. So this
2: is getting edited out, James.
0: Yeah, James, <laughs> James, our friend James, our good buddy, um, <laughs> Jamesy boy. So what are we doing tonight? This is our first uh, meta episode. So instead, we're going to be talking about uh, upcoming news for Vampire. We're going to be talking about just tabletop news, horror movie news answering questions from you guys you know kind of just doing a in between all the timely stuff that we can't normally record because by the time we script and get to everything else you know we're four or five weeks behind and news is yep. old news but yeah so that's kind of what we're doing tonight um in the future uh, i'm gonna open these episodes up to be um more based on what you guys want to hear us talk about too So eventually, I'll have uh, some polls set up. We can talk about anything, whether it be Old World of Darkness, like Wraith or something that hasn't even been hinted at V5 yet. We could do an episode about Call of Cthulhu, Seventh City, (laughs) other role-playing games we haven't even mentioned yet.
1: Yeah, like
2: Shadowrun.
0: Shadow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, We'll get to that.
2: (laughs) This is just for the sound reel. Rigor for life! (laughs) Because I know you won't keep that in. So everybody's gonna think it's a different thing, even though bot riggers are the way.
0: Make sure you enunciate. But um, <laughs> before we get into any of that, uh, there's a couple of current event news things no. I want to touch on. One of the wildest uh, news stories I've seen around, least one of the wildest news stories I've seen around recently that people aren't really talking about. Um, so apparently Hobby Lobby owned one of the tablets of Gilgamesh and it includes a chapter that's never before been translated into English.
2: <laughs> okay. I would I would rightly say that one's not as unheard of as the other story we're gonna get to. That one I've I've been seeing people rumble about for a little bit, like since this lawsuit's been started, since you know governments have been like, hey Hobby Lobby, the fuck you doing over there? smoothie.
0: Yeah, so it turns out that hobby lobby um using the money that they donate to uh Christian outreach programs <laughs> has since like He's
2: doing he's doing really big air quotes right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. You I can mean, if, let's be real. The intellectuals here could hear it, but yes, thank yes. you, John. Yeah. So <laughs> they definitely needed that. So <laughs> this since is, this like some audio media. Yeah.
0: So, since like 2006, they've been uh using independent mercenary groups, U.S. soldiers, their outreach programs to steal Iraqi historical artifacts and then put them in their Christian museums across the south of the U.S. So they now are estimated to have literally thousands of items Mm -hmm. that are of historical or religious importance to the Iraqi people. And they're sitting in museums in the South of America that belong to the Iraqi people that they have stolen during America's forever wars and have just been hoarding like goblins.
2: So what you're telling me is the La Sombra have launched a religious campaign to attack the Bana Hakim. That's what I'm hearing here. Yeah, I mean, hey, this it definitely is... has those vibes. Yeah, it yeah. definitely does. They're hey, just like, "Fuck you guys!"
0: Hey, it is absolutely fucked. Like, yeah, no, completely unacceptable. But from a gameplay, like, pulpy action game standpoint, this is also the start to every single story ever told. Mm-hmm. Like, that's pretty much the basis of Vampire: The Masquerade, the RP game. Is oh, this ancient sarcophagus shows up and everyone just freaks the fuck out. Yeah, yeah, because yeah.
2: some group just went, "Gimme."
0: And, like, think about how in some of the old world books and some of the adventures, like, even a little fragment of lore about the Book of Nod or the adventures of Cain or Lilith can, like, completely disrupt an entire city's um, political...
2: That moment when you realize that happened in our game, like, literally two weeks ago. Yes, yes. (laughs) Just casually.
0: Yeah, but it turns out Hobby Lobby has been the one who's just been fucking around with all this shit. To it's the kind of,
2: surprise of no one.
0: Yeah.
1: It's one of those situations that it's like, I'm really upset about it, but what do you do other than kind of giggle? Because it's just so fucking ridiculous. Yeah,
0: if you had guessed, I would have guessed Chick-fil-A. Like if I had to pick <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah. But they're they're too busy like sponsoring LGBT genocide. Yeah, so right. like right, yeah. Well,
2: let's be real, silver lining, you know, the governments are being like, give it back, assholes.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. That's cool. I did yeah. not expect that.
2: just basic decency you're right it's very weird for a government organization don't kill me new world Order.
0: (laughs) but uh, I could totally coming up in a couple er, episodes quite a few episodes but uh, we're going to be doing some uh, stuff on the new second inquisition book and you could so easily take this single headline and make your entire second inquisition campaign based around the importance of the tablet of Gilgamesh done
2: oh yeah done easily and just watch all the Bonahakims just losing their fucking minds trying to get it back.
0: Oh yeah imagine like you had some American vampire hunters and a couple of Bonahakim who'd just been welcomed into the Camarilla and so they're gonna take all their resources and be like no fuck them in particular. We need that piece of stone. Those four guys. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
2: Those ones, fuck them. Yeah. Just shadow ninja time is now.
0: In a less culturally important, but also just shitty news story, um, apparently Games Workshop has gone about suing their fan base. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have seen any of this. Yep, a um, little bit, not much.
2: Uh, I have actually uh, gotten a little bit into that, because uh, I'm not a, I'm not a player. I, I play Magic. I do not play Magic and Warhammer 40K. I don't have Mommy and Daddy's Trust Fund money.
0: Oh, you mean <laughs> you didn't learn how to code at 12? <laughs>
2: yeah either way i love the uh, i love the lore of uh warhammer 40k and their whole universe it's great But um, as what I've heard, this may be them just protecting their IP. Again, it's still shitty that they're doing it. They're protecting their IP because they're going to be launching a streaming service. Like with that mountain of any media other than books
0: that they have. From what I understand, they've already launched the service. What the fuck is on it? Go on. But so it's a phone app. And, uh, I'm sure you can get to it through your computer through your account too, but essentially they want to consolidate all of video, uh, content for Warhammer, 40k, all their properties into one place. And that includes people who do animations, paint tutorials, lore history, all that kind of thing. They want to, now they are monetizing it to some extent, I believe for those people, but they want them all to be exclusives, and instead of offering exclusivity bonuses to their community creators, they're instead DMCAing anyone who doesn't comply by moving over to their app.
2: Oh, so yeah. this is like uh, this is like Nintendo Plus bullshit, where they did that, where they're like. Yeah, by the way, if you want to stream any of our content, you have to pay us to be able to do that. And then the courts were like, no, stop it. You can't do that. Fair use. Yeah. Fuck off.
0: Uh, Nintendo was taking a cut from streamers for a while for anyone who streamed a Nintendo game. Yeah, but you
2: also had to pay for a license to do that because they just start hitting you with DMCAs. If you didn't, A, give them a cut of your profit and B, have that license. Thankfully, that's not how it is anymore.
0: That's oh insane. Yeah, yeah, it was... It,
1: I, Nintendo's always been really like scummy. shut it the fuck down about all of their stuff, though. Like uh,
2: they use, I mean, I kind of get why they were like, hey, could you guys wait like two weeks before you stream the last half of Persona 5? Some people don't want to get spoiled. That kind of makes a little sense. I mean, uh, like a little bit like, hey, could you wait a second?
0: See, Just I, for that one. I get that from some extent, but like there have been games by independent creators who have asked their fans like hey please don't stream the last half of this game and people usually respect it yeah exactly but the problem with that whether it's nintendo or games workshop or whatever is when lawyers get involved mm-hmm. because yep. and dmcas because like nintendo they'll shut down fan projects there was a fan remake of metroid that they shut down recently the original yeah. was like an hd remake i
2: think the um the one fan remake that was the quickest to get immediately fucking destroyed immediately was somebody recreated golden perfectly in the unreal engine yeah and it was great and everything dude didn't want any money and i think it was paramount just immediately were like fuck you get rid of it now
0: yeah there's all kinds of shit like that there was a uh, mm-hmm. someone had completely remade uh i think it was majora's mask in uh unreal engine Oof. That got shut down the second they posted a trailer. Within two days, their website and everything had to be taken offline. And like some of these people, this is like their college finals project. They put three or four years through coding and like animation school to put this shit together, and then they're just like, "Sorry,
1: it didn't exist."
0: Well, well, they're not only deleting like a project for people; they're deleting someone's portfolio work. So Mm -hmm. that's fucking impressive. If you can sit down and remake an N sixty four game by yourself in Unreal Engine. That's amazing. And then to have the company you're doing as a tribute to be like, no one gets to see this ever again, are we see you.
2: Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, it's great when the corporate overlords decide that they're just like, no fuck you. We want to make it our way. Shitty.
0: For me personally, I've also just really I know, I don't know if it's ever made this show before this, but I have like a <laughs> specific dislike for Magic the Gathering and it's like monetization practices, but like that's partially in jest. My friends play it, and I'll make a couple jokes and move on, but, like, I actually dislike Games Workshop as a company. Like, yeah. they are actually, like, shitholes. They're one of the only, at least in Indiana, they're the only game company who did not shut down tournaments or play during COVID. In fact, from what I understand, their stores were open pretty much every day that they weren't mandated to close by the state. They're letting people come in and play, like, tabletop tournaments, and... Oh, that is rough. Uh, now, you, you can make the argument that they're a European company and they don't give a shit what happens in like Indianapolis, but to some degree Regardless. You'd, yeah, you'd regardless,
2: think, it's still like, fuck human life, come in and play with their little plastic dolls.
0: They're also still their employees, too, that they're just like in the fashion mall area being like, yeah you mm-hmm. know, let, play your little model games and also just like, I played in high school a little bit, and the quality of those models has gone steadily downhill while the price goes up Oh, of course. Life. I
1: will say, I, I recently saw some orcs, um, and the models did look pretty freaking cool. So it yeah. sounds like the quality might be stepping up. I am not saying, I'm not defending them at all, because I agree you shouldn't be paying $150 for what costs 20 bucks to
0: make. Um, so, before we get too mad about Games Workshop, we did get some uh, questions from our listeners. <laughs> First question is for you specifically, Skipper. Oh, shit! And it is, is Skipper a nickname? a character name, a deed name, or a job title? Yes, yes,
1: yes, and yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, repeat those. I'll explain each one. Yeah. Nickname. Nickname. Well, it's a nickname because who here would not like to be called Skipper? It's a fun nickname.
0: Yeah.
2: I will actually bring up uh, the uh, one reason why that got slipped out easily. Uh, in my programming, if you tell me a name the first time I meet you, that's the name. It's going to be forever. Please let that be the name you want. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay. I keep... Well, I go by Skipper all the time. Most, lots
1: of... There was... A little story for everyone on the, Ooh, on the internet here. Spill the um, tea. There was also... There was a time in my life that um, people... There, there were four classifications of people in my life that called me by my first name, John. Um, everyone else called me Skipper. Mm-hmm. Those people were family... Friends that I had had for over like 10 years. Oh, sorry, three. And people who I have been intimate with. Because it's kind of weird getting called Skipper while you're uh, getting it on.
2: Oh, I've got something for you after the podcast I can talk about.
1: I'm going to leave right now. I'm scared of what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> Hell
0: but yeah, all right. back to your stuff. So yeah,
1: Character name. Character yeah. name. Yeah. Well, I don't really know how to answer that other than like, if you know me in real life, I am a a character there was a time in my life that people told me that they remind i reminded them of a cartoon character always everywhere i went so character name yeah yeah you you give off
2: that fucking uh animaniacs vibe right yeah like if you if i saw you slinking into frame with yakko and dot i'd just be like well this makes sense except for this one's big as fuck oh tall boy yeah deed name I can skip
1: rocks like a motherfucker. <laughs> I'm just saying, no joke, I'll stand on one shore and I will skip a rock across the White River. And I know that most of you guys don't know what the right White River is here, but you guys, there's some pretty thick parts to that river. Two C's.
0: I thought deed meant like thick legal with a Q. Title.
1: Oh, I thought you meant like deed like as in like... you owned a boat. Mm mm. I don't own a boat. I've captained them before, though.
0: That's the next question. It's job title.
1: Oh, yeah. I've, I've been the skipper of a boat before.
0: So I guess yes to everything but deed. You don't legally own a boat.
1: I don't e- legally own a boat, but I, have, I am good at committing the deed of skipping rocks. I am also very efficient at the mode of transportation,
2: skipping. Now the question is for the internet that they must know. Do you
0: illegally own a boat?
2: What's next on her? Uh,
0: well that question was asked by our friend from the server Crazybait, so uh, yeah. thanks. What's um, up, Crazy Bait? What up, Crazy? We gotta play some more um, Rock and Stone. We get to the mines. So our next two questions are from the server again. Yep. It's from uh Daglin. He had two for us. First was what was the biggest gaming faux pas that you've committed at the table? Uh, at the Table? Not specifically, but... Like our table? Or... Any table that you've played at. Okay, okay.
2: I mean, I'm a new addition here, so that if we had those rules, I'd be like, I don't think I've done one yet. Just
0: any gaming table is what I'm... I yeah,
2: exactly, know. where I'm like, I'm trying to think, I'm like...
0: I think the worst thing that I've done is actively combated what our uh, DM was trying to do with the story, because I was just new and I didn't really... Understand what I was doing, so it's just like, oh, I can do anything. I guess I'm just gonna like, wander off.
2: Yeah. Also depends on
0: what. What you mean by bad? Like faux pas. So it's something that now you would consider like bad taste or bad behavior <sighs> that you you at some point have committed. Like, have you like fudged your own dice rolls as a player? Have you like lied about how a mechanic worked? Have you mm-hmm. that kind of thing?
1: I would say mine probably. Um in the D and D campaign that I think I've talked about, like really great DM, really awesome, but the D- campaign went downhill when he started just like noping us. It was like pretty much just playing counter spells. Um, there was a time, oh, no. there was a time, I got it. There was like no weapons in town, but we stealthily put weapons in my bag of holding. And then as we passed the gate, there was somehow a magic detector, and everybody else got through, but I didn't. And they wanted my bag of holding, and I was like. My bag of holding, well, everything I'm wearing is magical. I'm a relatively high-level ranger. I have a magical cloak and a magical breastplate and magical... Do you just want me to give you all the magic? And they're like, no, we want that bag. And I was like... Why? That's kind of bullshit. How about this? And then I just got naked and gave them all of my things. And then they... Anyway, that's not the faux pas. The faux pas was I did a neat thing and teleported past all the minions to the boss. Would have pretty much one-shot him, but then... I rolled, like, with with modifiers, like, a 38 to hit or something like that. I yeah. want to say Orcus is, like, a 37 or 36 in three or in, in fourth. Sorry, guys. I know it's bad. <laughs> yeah, it's real bad. But uh, anyway, long story short, he just kind of was like, no, you missed. And I was like, I had a 30 fucking eight, man. And he's like, nope, you missed. And I was like, all right, fine. Since like, I can't, you know, hit anything, I'm just going to walk over here and shoot arrows into this chasm. And that's the rest I, I did for that combat. looking back on it that was just kind of shitty Yeah, Yeah. I should have participated
2: yeah no come on if you can find a way to do that fuck you let's do it either way I think think thinking on it the one thing that I'm like oh god I regret this I tried to introduce people I thought were my friends but I'm aware now were definitely not my friends in high school to D&D just so I could play in D&D with a self insert character I mean, I made them myself. It wasn't like me, but I was like, ah, oh, I'm, I'm doing the thing that GMs should never do where they're like, yes, I specifically made this character to be played in this game with you and to be an active participant in the story. I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't have done that. I would have been like, no, I'll find a D&D group here. It's Indiana. It's easy to do. I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with a
1: DM having a player character. I think that that player character just shouldn't like drive story a lot. Yeah, um, I had. I mean, I had that paladin that I was yeah. playing for a while with in our second ed. My whole plan was just to get him endeared to the whole group and then have a demon rip his heart out. But
0: yeah, well, well n- at the time that character was also supposed to be played by someone else, and then they kind of decided they didn't want to play. So you're like, well, I guess I'm going to play this paladin now. Yeah, pretty much. Well,
2: pretty much. yeah, no, I mean, I specifically got them to play the game just so I could play this oh. character. That's why I'm like
0: you know, I wouldn't have done that. I feel shame for that. Mm. So I think I have mine now. Because after hearing Skippers, I've actually been on the other side of it. Especially early on as a DM. Like, uh, I would buy an adventure, I would have something written, I would look up guides and be like, this is how you write an adventure. Uh And then I had new players who'd also never played before, and they would do everything in their power to just wander off and do their own thing. And I would get frustrated and be like, no, fuck you guys, you're dead now. <laughs> or just be like, just yeah, be rocks like <laughs> cave? Oh wait, cave is it yeah, is this the infamous cave lightning, cave lightning I've heard about? Or just be like, oh, you guys wanna hop on a boat and leave the continent? Well I have nothing so the game's over. Yeah. It's like, I mean
1: I mean as a new DM that's hard to it's hard to wrangle players that aren't gonna just run with you. I think that's something that consent forms and yeah. that kind of thing, it really helps out with. And that's not something that I necessarily grew up with. I mean, uh-huh.
0: Session zeros, especially if you're like, so especially if you just outline the intro to your game, be like, hey, so we're going to start a game. You're, we're going to be taking place in this, uh, say, this solstice celebration in the small town of Valheim in the northeast parts of Forgotten Realms, and so that's your setup. You're here at this party for something, and you're all kind of, like, action, ready. you're ready for adventure characters. Yeah. Like, that kind yeah. of start, and then when some the bad thing happens, you don't have a player's character who'd just be like, well, my character would run away and hide. Yep. While everyone else goes on the adventure, it's like, well, I'd be hiding in a barrel still.
1: <laughs> I mean, good on you for role-playing your character that well, yeah. but yeah, it is... And I mean sometimes it's it's the uh, it's the responsibility of the player to make a character that's going to actually actually be together. part of the yeah, the the party.
0: Yeah. And I think that's something you don't get when you're just starting, you buy some books and he goes like you're also told by, you know, in the game of D and D you can do it or vampire or whatever, you can do anything, you can go anywhere while you're Party as a new player is like, Oh, I can do anything. Well, I want to see what's over there. Yeah. It's like, yes, but there's goblins who just kidnap children and they ran in the woods. You're supposed to be the heroes and save them. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but I want to know what's going on at the blacksmith. <laughs> I
2: again we will get to this, but that's one of the things that I love to talk about with the you know, the seventh C where I'm just like, that's the easiest excuse when they're like, I want to go fuck off and try to screw some hookers. But you're like, You're playing seventh C, you are a squash hero you have you have agreed to be a hero. This, this, this is in the contract of the game. Yeah. Go yeah. go save the children goddammit.
0: That's kind of the agreement. Yeah. Uh, you know, we we just did a whole episode on that. Yeah, but exactly. Yeah. But that I think that's the biggest uh, thing that I've done that I felt was wrong was as a new DM or storyteller or keeper just been like, "All right, here's what's happening and when players started like, just kind of like fucking off just being like, "So you going to play or are you going to mm-hmm. get hit by falling rocks from the cave?" Like Right. It's like, please, walk into the cave with the goblins. You don't need to go see where this boat takes you. You need to... Right. I think I could have dealt with that better, but... It's fair. No. We live. We yeah. learn. Uh, Deglin actually had one other question for nope. us, which is, a, I think, one of the tougher questions we got. If you could make one fix to V5, what would it be? Mm, I know I had this. I know I had it. And I was just like... Oh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, Skipper and I have talked about okay, this a little bit guys. before, so I'm going to go ahead with mine, which is, like, kind of minor, but I do think it kind of sucks, is I would get rid of amalgams, at least amalgams for main clan powers. If they want to do some amalgams for different things, that would be cool, but, like, I don't like that, like, the Ravnos clan's uh, stuff is all an amalgam, like, all the Hakata Stuff are different amalgams.
2: Like, no, no, they're they're oblivions. Just straight uh, a secondary grab on oblivion.
0: But it's in a like vicissitude one, like an amalgam. No, nope. and... that's not Hakata though.
2: Vicissitude
1: is an, an, an amalgam.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. The vicissitude, yes, but Hakata, no. It's just different levels of oblivion you're choosing. It's oblivion. It's oblivion stuff you choose and blood rituals. There's no. I don't think there's no. I think the um. I think there might be one for the Giovanni kind of in there, but yeah. it's not. The
0: Giovanni but, stuff is an amalgam off that. The uh, Samiti stuff, like spooky stuff, is a little bit of an amalgam. Like, <gasps> they made the Vicissitude an amalgam. They made the Ravnos powers an amalgam.
1: Same with Malkavian.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: So, to, to yes and that, mm-hmm. like, personally, I
1: don't have a problem with the amalgams. Like, I like the idea that, like, it makes sense in my head for living swarm that you would need animalism mm-hmm. to control a swarm. Yeah. And and obfuscate, because you have a living fucking swarm in your skin. Like you need to be able to hide it. That makes sense to me. Yeah, it's that it's not. Those amalgams are not necessarily clan specific. Yeah. So so I don't know what the two things are: aspects and obfuscate no. for the dementation. Yeah. For Malkavians, nowhere is it written that someone who has those two discipline powers can't just automatically get into. Mm-hmm. You know, the dementation or uh, the the vicissitudes. Now that's easily fixed. I think we, as we talked about with storytellers, just saying the storyteller being like, "Look, you can't access that power unless somebody teaches you it." AKA the same way you would a normal discipline.
2: Uh, I still say I think yeah, because the one thing I'm a little miffed about, but I understand why they took it out. Is I don't like that I can't take more flaws to get more merit dots. I kind of miss that. I understand because not everyone who does that agreed with what you were supposed to do in the rulebook, which is, hey, don't just take flaws to get the power-ups. You have to have those flaws affect you or you're cheating the system. Mm -hmm. And your GM should go, no, your fear of clowns, you you went to the circus and you didn't freak out. Like, you didn't even get wigged out. I had to make you make a Rorschach test. Like, no, like, you've, you've not been doing that. I never did that. I was like, what are the ones that actually work for this character and would be interesting? Like, let's go with that. Like I miss that. Cause it's nice to be like, Hey, I need just like one or two more merit dots. Okay, cool. I'm going to take a phobia. I'm going to take a phobia that I'm going to craft with the GM. I'm going to do that bit because literally now I just look at flaws and I'm like, no, I'm just going to take the amount that, that is told that I have to take. Why would I take any more? And I understand that Sarah says, you know, like, Hey, do it to enrich your character. But I'm like, There's no mechanical bonus to doing it. So if you're going to get a negative, you should get a positive. Nope. I can understand. I mean, if the GM will, because she said that she'd be like, hey, if you do that, maybe I'll give you something. I'm like, that's cool. Not every GM is like that, though. So
0: I I think you could fix that as a homebrew house rule by just putting a cap on it. Be like, hey, if you guys want to take extra flaws, you can have as many flaws as you want. But bonus points, I'm going to cap it at one or two dots, equivalent. Yep. So, like, if you take an extra minor flaw, you get an extra, like, specialty or something. Yeah. Like, something, like, equivalent points-wise, just one or two dots. Yeah. So, like, if you want your character to be, like, a little extra frayed up, like, a supernatural bane or something like that, but you're a little better at something else, that's fair. But it also avoids the old game where it's like, I'm going to take every one of these flaws. And so my character can just do, like dominate five as a starting character
2: or again be an eighth gen yeah. yeah well no not an eighth gen i mean a fifth gen just like i made a character it's a fifth gen what yeah i'm a fifth gen don't worry i'm already prepped for the end game
0: uh so yeah i think those are our big changes we would make yeah um next question comes from goose oh, goose. From, uh, oh don't COJ. forget digla oh i already credited Dagla. oh yeah but me. we didn't like digla oh yeah are the- <laughs> oh yeah goose so this next question is from Goose, which is if you weren't doing Vampire the, the Masquerade, what would you be playing? Do you want I, I know Skipper's already got an answer. And I know you already have an answer. So yeah,
2: I'm like, I don't care which one of us goes first. You
0: can go first because you've you've been talking yeah, about cause, it nonstop. <laughs> yeah, because I fucking
2: <laughs> my dumbass sees that question and the fucking thing doesn't read it's a fan mail. It's just like immediate answer. Oh fuck, crap! It's been out so I can't delete it, but uh. No, it'd be uh, it'd be Seven C or Mutant Year Zero, and like you guys have heard me talk about Seven C, it's just literally, it's just it's it's fucking Pirates of the Caribbean plus Princess Bride. It's just fun, and uh, Mutant Year Zero is just like that. Uh, everybody's done that, like you know, post apocalyptic, like cyberpunk future. The thing that always hooks me on it is the fact is you like you make your character, you make the world, and then after you're done doing everything, making your character, you randomly pull cards to see what mutation you have you don't choose you don't power game and you can get two at the start so you can just be like yeah fuck me i want to know what superpowers i have and they can be anything oh yeah i've got rod Eater, so i can eat radioactive food and i won't take a penalty from it it won't fuck me up i can take parasite i can eat people and heal in combat and they're like you can have frog legs ribbit ribbit motherfucker you jump high.
0: That's sick, though. Yeah, that's pretty cool. You could, like, jump on across battlefields onto corpses and start eating them in <laughs> front of their friends. Right. Like, how fucking terrifying I is mean, that? if you have
2: those two together, yeah, but you can also have, like, electrokinesis, where it's like, ah, frog legs, the ability to generate and shoot electricity.
0: Jump in the air, and then electro-kick people. <laughs> You're a frog raiden. Yes. That, hey, sick.
2: I'm saying together, but I'm just saying... Oh, which one would you? Separately. Yeah, which one would you prefer? Okay, you know? but
0: here's the thing,
1: though. Think about this. Think about this. Okay. Yeah, you can control electricity. That's really fucking badass. But think about how much a piston kick from somebody who had human-sized frog legs would do. <laughs> no, no, that no. Would cave in somebody's chest. Yeah, that's the thing. Though. And you swim fast.
2: Yeah, they, uh, they. It really does kind of bury you up a little bit. Like if you watch the trailer for the video game, because there is, there's a video game that's oh, out on, there? yeah, on all platforms, and it's fully like XCommy. The okay. difference is you have, like, a select team of people. But, like, two of the members are clearly, like, furries now thanks to the, you know, the universe. They don't address the fact that those dudes were human. They, they they do a little bit in, like, the intro where, like, the fucking pig man is holding up a little toy princess mirror. He's, like, holding his nose down, getting all sad while the duck holds a can of Spam. Nice. just looks at it him like I'm gonna put that down because this seems weird because my buddy's kind of like a bore now But it's it's just interesting like uh, I love that it's just like okay pull cards Hope you pull good for your class. Yeah.
0: See, because when you told you mentioned frog legs, my brain was immediately just like, oh, hell comes to Frogtown. Which <laughs> is like, n- from everything you've told me since, is also not out of bounds for what the game is.
2: <laughs> it's it's not. It's because it's vi- that's the other thing. Like, uh, not only is this like, oh, the, the standard is you're playing a human that gets mutated, there are two other modules where you can either be a robot and your mutations are literally selling your body parts or getting better ones. Or just a furry. Like, the genetic labs have made just straight, like, watership down. Like, murder bunny people, murder fish people, like, just off, off the side. Just random. Telling If me the entire population
1: of Zootopia caught
2: rabies at the same time?
1: G- that's what it would be.
2: Intelligent rabies, where they're just like, we're here to kill, huh, cool. and to- <laughs> we're here to survive, and I'm like, this place is fucking awesome. Because I know, everybody... If you've been listening to this podcast, you have heard me go on and on about fucking seventh Sea. You, you know. You know. Again, I look forward to the request for that episode, because I will happily have fun with that.
1: But, um... I would play either Shadowrun or Unknown Armies. One of the two.
0: No. We've been talking about Unknown Armies. Because <laughs> it's fucking cool, man. Yeah. I've been
1: trying to get yeah. people to play it forever. It's a D10 system. You use two of them. It's all you have to have, because it's percentile. Everything. Hell Yeah. Yeah like call of Um, cthulhu yeah um what i like most about it is it is a setting i i wish i could remember the specific quote i probably should have written it down um but it was essentially it's a game about broken people trying to fix the world um people go crazy in it you know but it's all based on occult magics and magical thinkings um Mm, so it can get real 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 fucking weird Um, and you can take it on all sorts of different scales. Anything from like dirty street magic, where really you're just trying to like up your chances of maybe winning this like $20 lotto ticket to cosmic goals where you are changing what people see, what people feel when they think of love. Oh, like that intense of a, of a spectrum there. And it can get sort all sorts of weird.
0: So you would describe David Blaine as dirty street magic yeah <laughs> Yes. <Yeah. laughs> okay okay
2: all right hunter what you got
0: well uh b- before we switch on i was gonna say uh you mentioned shadow run i also would love to play Shadowrun run again we've had two games that we've started as a friend group and they've been great and then i think both games ended because we lost players yeah left the friend group or got new jobs and stuff and we had yeah. to end them short and i was one of my favorite games when we've played it just to get in there and just fucking do it. Yeah. 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 Shadow
1: And it's easy to do that with Shadowrun because like yeah. all of us love that pulpy, like way too big of computers, cyberpunk, you mm-hmm. know, super high tech, super low life, awesome stuff, but you can play a troll. Yeah. yeah. You can play a troll with a robot arm.
0: That's fucking cool. I think my first character was, like, a NASCAR driver, but, like, a future NASCAR driver with, like, laser wheels. And he just had, like, an Uzi. He's just, like, really good at cars and, like, my Uzi. And just, like, I need some tobacco. It was, like, his motivation.
2: And I will call back again, rigor for life. Yeah. That uh, bot is great. it's Ah, It's just, like, you are... Either the most safe or the least safe person in the party. There's there's no in between. You're either the one that's like, ah, I am definitely going to be fine from this, or the Lone Star officers have decided to drop a bunker buster on your
0: fucking ass. Yeah, we've uh, yep. we've never really had a bot player in our games. Fucking but, like, really. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. We had
1: that. Uh, we had the uh, the the Decker that yeah. never left his underground storage unit and just yeah. hacked you guys' phones, and that's how
2: he talked to you. Yeah, that yep. was fun.
0: So for me, if I could be running anything other than vampire, I think
2: it's said running or playing.
0: Running or playing. Yeah, that's fair. For me, number one would be Call of Cthulhu.
2: Because no offense, if this involved only running, no, I will only be doing VTM or Seven C. That's fair. <laughs> but yeah, Call of Cthulhu.
0: But Call of Cthulhu, I think Call of Cthulhu is numerically very intimidating mm-hmm. but when you sit down to play it it's some of the quickest i've seen players hop into role play hop into new situations new adventures it's the only game that i've successfully run where i could hand someone a random character sheet that night and say okay you drew that's your character now there's a murder mystery to solve and yeah. people actually get into it and get invested um if you i have tried to run those kind of DD games where you're like here's a dungeon here's a character go people just get bored they don't want to learn the mechanics of the, like their paladin or that kind of thing i think call of cthulhu is like the perfect mix where it's like everything's a d100 you just look at your sheet and you say oh my character is good at rolling two dice at these things so i'm gonna approach these things from this mindset and honestly i can't praise call of cthulhu enough it's got some of the best module writing of any system and it's got the most there's. They've been
2: writing on it for uh, like a million yeah, years. So they? long, Actually, There's uh, a Didn't yes. Did we look
0: it up? It's like eighty-two.
2: I think so. Yeah. Here's a here's a yes and for you because I think the fans will want to know this too. What era would you prefer to run in?
0: Of college? Yeah. I would run the newest uh, book.
2: No, 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 no. Time setting. Oh. Yeah, era. Yeah, See, what? okay, because I was yeah. going to say
0: I would run the newest book because that's yeah. one thing I like about Call of Cthulhu is that the very first modules ever released are still compatible with the newest rules system, mm-hmm. which makes it super easy. You could find your...
2: Any module you, and just
0: go with it. You can find a thrift shop copy of the player's handbook and play any adventure. Yep. But It's 81. 81, damn. Mm-hmm. But uh, if I had to run, I have a soft spot for... There's a very small set of books written during the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I set my uh, Hunter, uh, the Vigil game. That... Oh, the
2: ninety nineties. Yeah, yeah, okay. it was ninety three. Right.
0: Um, but we've uh, there's a very small set that came out in the nineties that are uh-huh. set in the nineties, and I don't think there's a because they were the modern books, and I don't think they've really gone back to the nineties as like a historical setting yet that I've noticed. But uh, that I I was born in ninety one, so like that era is like specifically like. Mm, Right, cell phones were like a thing, but like not a guaranteed thing. So they don't fuck with your game that much. You can they, having a cell phone is like having like a power, basically. Like yeah, it's it's pretty. It's a pretty choice era for me. It's like a very good and it's step. also
2: still a point where you can just be like, no phone signal, right? Yeah. yeah, just immediately and easily enough, just doesn't work. You're just in the wrong part of town. hmm Satellite shut down at this part of night. <laughs> so you were talking earlier. Um, about you know rolling 2d10
1: and just being good at that and knowing your skills, I'm gonna jump back to Unknown Armies because I'm gonna plug it again. Um, <laughs> yeah. One of the things I really like about it is they have a rule that is I'm a blank, of course I can blank. So if you have a whole bunch of you know percentage in you are a high school history teacher, and we come up to a I don't know a puzzle where that might have you know the date for a specific battle in a specific war, you can say I'm a high school te- history teacher. Of course, I can figure that out or recall that from memory, and then you roll that skill. Yeah. Right? So you don't have to keep track of 200 different skills. You have your profession, and what would you be reasonably capable of doing within within that profession? Mm-hmm. I think that's so freaking cool.
2: No, that's uh, I haven't heard much about it. I know that literally when we started becoming friends and started doing this, you're like, "Oh no, no, no reason." I'm like, I don't know what this is, but it sounds rad. Yeah, man, there's a monster in there that's a like a baby made of trash that
1: like attaches itself psychically to people and just feeds off of their emotions because they are like compelled psychologically to take care of it and give it their energy, and it just saps off them until they fucking die.
2: Okay, I don't know which one came out first, but that's the plot to what the fuck did I just read. What the fuck did you just talk about? Uh, oh, that's John Dies at the end. Yeah, that's the same, yeah, yeah, that's, okay, that's okay. Okay. the same thing. That's... Spoiler alert from that, there are parasite trash babies that, like... It's so metaphysically weird, and the babies are eating the parents, like, f- physically and emotionally. Like, for some odd reason, like, John and his people, like, can see them, like, chewing, like, these parasites chewing on them. The Somehow, the folks or the people that have got the babies attached to them are fine. They're so functional. They've literally watching them just being like, that motherfucker doesn't have a ribcage anymore. What the fuck is this? Yeah, what the fuck is going on? They don't eat them physically yeah. in that, but
1: like yeah, they just like feed off of their, their attention yeah. and their well being. It's just it's fucking cool. Yeah. And honestly, like if we ever if I ever run this for you guys, just expect some real weird SCP shit going on.
0: Uh, See if I were to <coughs> run a game for this group specifically to get to that kind of level, and I've I've talked about it in the Discord, and I do want to eventually do an episode one of these bonus episodes about it, and hopefully someday we'll get a V five for it. But I would love to run like a Changeling game. Yeah, because pass you can, you can get into a lot of that shit in uh, Changeling: The Dreaming, and like it's got one of the coolest magic systems that I've ever seen in a role playing game. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have cards in the back of the book that you can scan and print off. But essentially, there are two parts to every piece of magic. Yep. So, um, one is, like, targeted, AoE, um, and then the, you can also have, like, the types of, uh, things that your spells affect. So, you can have the real world, the fairy world, people, inanimate objects, things like that. Ah. So, like, if you, say you have, a the spell that increases range. So, if you have an item that's, like, I'm going to cast a spell to make a single target happy well you combine it with the aoe card and it has a higher cost in uh your magic points in that system to use your higher powers of that card but you no. can go be like oh, i'm gonna make this guy happy i'm going to make the an area the size of a s- small city's downtown happy right now and so you can com- buy you can combine these two parts of magic in creative ways to do different things mm. like you can animate uh say you're trying to protect a mailbox for whatever reason it's part of your quest as a fairy creature um you can animate use a fake card to animate that object so that it moves to avoid being hit so if you you combine your cards right and you cast an item anyone who's job is to destroy that mailbox they go to like smash that mailbox like punch it the mailbox will literally bend out of the way to avoid getting hit but any uh non-magical creatures who see that um will be freaked out by that and it'll cause what they call banality which is like the bland boringness of the world seeping in around you Hmm. so the magic system is insane and it's Hmm. like Ve- very sad. It's World of Darkness. You have this, like, overtone of just, like, depressing gothic horror. But it's kind of, like, very fairy tale um, urban fantasy layer above it. And it's a, it's a really fun game if you can get your players set up for it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you can play anything, you know. You can play, like, a red cap, which are basically, like, big troll mushroom people who yep. are, like, all I live for is for violence. You can be, like, sad goth waifs. And your whole thing is like, I just want to, like, mock and belittle everything around me. You can be like, I used to be you can a You could just a say great, Toreador. I used to be a great knight, and I will lead a great crusade. Hmm. Well, that crusade your character could be an artist and your crusade could be like an anti-vietnam war protest in your city depending on when you set your story right. but you have the face soul of a ancient warrior in you <laughs> so you're leading these protests like there's so many cool stories you can tell with that system and the magic is so weird that i think if you did it right it would be a really fun game cool i'm done i'm down to give it a shot yes we have one last question <clears throat> this one is from Wolf all right Wolf. and uh what is your most loved slash hated V5 clan and why.
1: My most loved are Zamitsy. They're my favorite because
0: there's
1: it. They're fucking Zamitsy. It's
2: always been Zamitsy. It's, it's always been Zamitsy. Um it's always our always is this our always sunny joke. Yeah. It's always been Zamitsy. <laughs> but uh
1: they're just super cool. Like I mean I think that um you know World of Darkness and Vampires I've always thought it's kind of cool um, to explore the idea of this monster and this scary fucking thing. And I also like Cronenberg. So, Zamitzi, that's, mm-hmm. that's how it goes. And I'm not going to get into detail because I'll just keep going on about it. I'll talk about that in the episode, but it's going to be a long ways down the line. Don't get excited anybody. Hey, um, hey, hey.
2: we don't know what they're going to vote for.
1: That's true. Um, but that's my favorite. Um, and because of that, well, my my least favorite um, actually isn't Tremere. I know where everybody's going to go <laughs> for that. Yeah, yep. my least favorite, honestly, are probably Gangrel. Just because I just don't. I mean, I think animals are cool. I think nature is cool. But if I was going to play Gangrel, I think I just want to play Werewolf. That's you, you.
2: I'm not coming for any of y'all's throat here. I'm just trying to speak truth because we all know it. That's what Gangrel feels like a lot of times, where it's just like, hi, we're going to play a uh, vampire game. I wanted to play a werewolf game. I said you're getting slacks! <laughs> <Are> you <kidding>? <laughs> <laughs> Wear pants, damn it!" Yeah, and it's just like, all right, I'll play Gangrel.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're cool. I like them. I mean, they're neat. I, I don't really not like any of the clans. They're just my <laughs> least interested. Okay, in real life, I don't not like any of the clans. I think, um, in character right now, yeah, fuck the Tremere.
0: I think the Gangrel have also just shown up the least in any of our games. Yeah. At least I'm in the Chicago, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but like they're not that big of a thing in Chicago.
1: They hang out in some parks, but mostly outside, I think. Yeah, no. so
0: like they don't show up in our game. I don't remember a lot of big characters flipping through the books. They're just kind of... They put them in there because people like them, but I wish they would have flushed them out there. Might maybe made them a little cooler. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you? Do you have a favorite, least favorite? In v 5 specifically. Yeah,
2: there's almost no difference. Come on.
0: <laughs> well,
2: like uh, I have to go with I have to go with one of my my favorites. Like always, like I love them to death. No C boys, I love too. I just love They're them cool. because they are like the one thing where everybody's like, ugh, our political agendas, we're gonna backstab everyone. And that's like, the Noseratu thing is like, really, they have a huge taboo about like, fucking over no- other Noseratus. They're like, we can fuck everybody else. Noseratu, we family. We family here. Buddies. <laughs> we cool here. And I always love doing that in games where it's like, if you befriend the Noseratu, all you gotta do is just get in the sewer. You're good. As long as it's like, not some like world ending threat. They got your back. Like, that's usually the thing. They're like, we'll hide you. And nobody fucks around with us down here. Why? There's a lot of us down here. <laughs> There's so many of us down here. And you won't know where we're coming from. And I'm like, oh, I love that about them. And yes, uh, no, I do have like out of character as a person in my soul, hatred.
0: <laughs>
2: Fuck the Tremere. Sorry, I'm I'm sorry. It's just, mm, I'm sorry, guys. I mean, they're
1: blood usurpers. They got one,
2: they're blood usurpers, two, almost every, and I understand our precious babies that are listening to this. There are some of you out there that didn't do this, and I'm not mad at you. You know who I'm mad at. You know, Kevin, you know I'm talking to you right now. If you power game with a mage vampire, you're a dick. And that's why I hate the truth. You can make a moon base at level one in Old oh, World. But we're talking V5, though. We're I, talking mm, V5, though. There, uh, The difference is, in my old games when I played, I refused to allow people to play <laughs> Tremere. Oh, okay, in V5, I'm like, oh, they're balanced. Okay, all right. No, you can play them. I still fucking hate you, but I will be an impartial GM. I, I will I will okay. do that. But okay. I I just know as a person, I'm like, fuck them. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So for me, uh, my favorite is—we're all going with the stereotype. So <laughs> my favorite is definitely the Malkavians. Shit. Okay. Uh, I, I You're just
2: gonna be like adventurer.
0: No, no, no. Um, I'm playing adventure in our current game actually because yeah. I want to do something different. I'd never played one before, and I was like, you know what? I saw what everyone else was making the party. I was like, you know, we just need a good face character. So I'm gonna go all in. But uh, Malkavians are actually one of my favorite clans. And I think they did a really good job culling a lot of the silliness Mm -hmm. from the early versions of clan, And some of that silliness I even really like. Like, I'm the Resident Changeling fan. I like that they have those, like... um, (laughs) Gotta gotta call back. Yeah, I like that they have those uh, ties to the Fae. That they do have, like, some of that goofiness to them in some of the early books. But, like... The current books do a good job of making them fucking scary. Mm They are, uh, they're seers. They are um, like dangerously unbalanced, like to the point where it is supernatural that their brains don't work properly. It's not just that in the old games, like oh, pick off this chart, you now have like extreme ADD or whatever. It's like no, you are supernaturally unbalanced mentally. You're hearing voices that probably are actually there. You're seeing things that may actually well, be being given to you by your clan's primogen. like
2: yeah. Well, yeah, no, that's what it was supposed to be in the old world. But again, like you said, most people just, der, this is funny. Mental well, illness is a funny thing to laugh at. Well,
0: we'll get to that in yep. a later episode when we do the clan episode. But big like, eye roll there. <laughs> yeah, big eye roll.
2: I'm just like, ah, good, Skipper. Yeah, but uh,
0: I don't think that a lot of those early books really no. did that well. They may have wanted that, but like, and like I said, I do like some of the goofiness. I do like that I love that the Malkavians are so like, that's that's really scary into the point of like almost like Lovecraft like cosmic mm-hmm. horror level where like they know the truth and they know the truth so well that everyone else sees them as insane. But they're like, no, this is how the universe works, and you just don't understand. You you you'll never get it. You'll mm-hmm. never understand because that's
2: um, I can't remember what his name is, but the um the the Malk they have in LA by night. X. I was yeah, just X. Ah, in. yeah. I'm like, I haven't finished it. To like, I need to get caught up. Like, there's so I watch so many streams, guys. So many, so many roleplay streams. I will be catching up with uh, LA by Night, but I'm like on season two, the extra shit. I'm still on, so I've got so much to catch up on. But yeah, no, I'm like X. X is he oh, did such a good job. There so is a scene good. in that.
1: There is a scene. I think in season one. When he's first showing up, when he's very still new to the to the to the stream or the game, um, you know he starts out very silly and like you're you're almost like oh he's the comedic relief cool that's nice and then he has Annabelle in a room and he's talking to her and he just like breaks down
2: yeah he just starts crying he starts
1: crying and he's like you'll never understand everything is happening I see all of it. All of it at once. It's all happening and I can't turn it off and I can't tell if it's getting worse or I can't tell if it's always been like this. And like, I'm kind of a sap, but like it gave me like yeah, throat chills it. and like kind of made me my throat lump up because it it felt so tragic. Mm-hmm. And like, it really puts bite behind the the fact that Malkavians are not balanced. They're, yeah. they're cursed by this.
2: Yeah. yeah, you have to. An ST should really be more careful with a malk player just be like look why are you why do you want to play this like are you gonna like make a haha out of mental illness or are you gonna like really get into the meat and potatoes
0: i i don't know if i would say go that far necessarily i would say even if you're not making a haha of it you can still downplay the mental illness um the same way you would like any other clan's bane you know what i mean like i'm playing a you know, you could play as a Amitsi, but not always be like, oh, I got to own this all the time. If you got your party wants to downplay that, I would say it's actually almost easier if you're not comfortable, but you want to play a Malkavian, but you're not comfortable going deep into that kind of heavy role play. Yeah, yes, yeah. You could just like kind of softball it. You know, you don't have to make a joke out of it. Yeah, but-
2: th- that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not saying like you got to force him to do it. I'm just like make sure they're doing it for the right reasons and not be like, ha let's make fun of mental illness.
0: Well, you could also yeah. just like tame it down to like old like uh, fantasy characters. Like, oh, I'm like the old blind seer, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, no. Make a character like that where it doesn't even really touch on the mental illness. They're just more like, oh, they see things and other people don't not everyone believes that they're real, but like they know it's real kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, but to kind of touch back on our f- yeah. fucking main question, um, my least favorite in um v5 is unfortunately the one i want to like the most which is the ravnos um i was really excited when i read the ravnos book or, or the update on the ravnos i mm-hmm. think that it's really cool that they kind of got rid of some of the more racist ideas that you know they don't have to be necessarily they're not forced to be pickpockets or anything like that anymore but their clan bane is super intense they can't sleep in the same place uh, more than once over a week period, or they start taking damage. Um, so they're forced to be on the move all the time. That's a big clan bane. And then their main power is the main good thing that they get to an amalgam, so you don't get a full build of like their illusionary powers and stuff like you used to. Oh and, yeah, like, no, fuck chemistry. And like most of their lore is ki- kind of like wiped off. It's like, oh, they're all dead. You're dying, you're a dying clan. You're disappearing, which is a cool story in itself. But like, that is such a tough bane. And then they because they're only in the V5 companion so far, there's so little lore around them to do anything with it.
2: Oh no, that's no, no, of, no, no, no. That lore's there. <laughs> that's that's kind of what they did
1: with Zemitsu too. Yeah. Is they have I mean, they put three clans and amalgam and and the uh, yeah, the discipline powers and mortals and ghouls all in, like, a 50-page companion. You think like, they're you just like, don't uh... have a ton of fluff. I hope they put as more, at least more Zamitsi stuff in the Sabat.
2: Yeah, like, you think they're going to try to do that, like, uh, for the Sabbat? Um, it wouldn't make as much sense for the Ravnos, I feel uh, like. I think the but... Ravnos would make way more sense than the Salubri...
0: I think yeah. they'll put Zamitzi in there, but... Yeah, definitely Zamitzi. See, I was going to say, for Salubri, it makes sense to kind of leave the lore very vague. because Yeah, because they always were. Their, yeah. yeah, their whole thing is that they're kind of these weird, like, outsiders, and everyone's scared if they're in town. And in the old lore, there's only 11 of them. No, no, and then, no, 13. 13. In the new lore, there's, what, like, what, 6? No, 7, I believe. Because
2: I did I did that with Sarah. I'm like, are there still a 13? She's like, no, there's 7. I'm like, what the fuck happened to the other ones?
0: And that's all rumors. It makes sense for them to be like kind of the wise, very rare seers and everyone wants to eat them and like you're going to keep them vague so you can do what you want with them. But the Ravnos used to be a main clan. Mm -hmm. So for them to give them one of the harshest banes that I feel like in the game right now, one that like is guaranteed to happen every single night to them and then kind of wipe out their main well, power line so it's not as much of a build on it and... well
2: you can also get past that bane like yeah, I, mean, I mean if you make a squatter yeah. Yeah. boop 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 all over town either that or again like uh, we've talked about with the uh, uh, your uh, the coterie thing if your clan's haven is big enough you just move around yeah move around as long as it's just far enough away you can just do, do, I think do, it's do, a do. mile
0: but, yeah. like, that's my... That, that That's the one thing I... I like all the clans, but they're my least favorite because I think they did a good job fixing what was bad about that clan in previous editions, mm-hmm. but they didn't give us enough to make them stand out on their own. They kind of fixed the problems and just kind of set them down. And I think that with the way the clan is set up, there's so much cool shit for them that it just isn't really there. Right.
2: Well, again, we'll get to that in the lore episode. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um so that's our last question um, um,
1: actually I remembered a couple questions that I think that people were asking earlier that we didn't necessarily get to I, knew, I, mean, I know I didn't answer Sure. Um, one of them I think I'm sorry if it was the wrong person here I think it was Daiglin, um asked what vampire uh, clan do you think would sire you Oh, yeah, he did answer yeah, I that. I like just that
2: question. It's because when we started this, we didn't have a channel up. So that I, that was like his straight up his first question. So it didn't go in the fan mail thing. Yeah. But, but he did ask that. He did literally. Oh, fuck. Oh, I like God. that question, too. It's I've good. Been, it's, I've been thinking about it. I haven't. So I, I'm going to need to like. I'm going to go first then. Yeah, you so, go for
1: it. I was talking with Hunter about it. I'm really upset. This is a two part answer because I want to say, yeah, totally is meaty. Duh. But. I have to be realistic here. It'd probably be Bruja. Um, or, because Bruja, because we all lived in like a punk house, and like we've all done like protests and things like that, so we've been in the environment plenty of time. Or, as much as I don't want to say this, Toriador. Because... Art. I mean, most of us in this friend group are very, uh, we're we're art-centric, we make art, we care about art, we care about beauty, maybe not like actual beauty, like, you know, oh, what a beautiful thing, but like, I can look at a, a, a mosh pit at a punk show and be like, that is a beautiful sight, I love that. Also, it's a pretty common occurrence where I'll start working on an art project and I'll realize that I've been working on it for eight hours and I haven't eaten anything. So... Yep right there that's, that's the, the band. clan band. <laughs> ooh you got so shit i'm a pretty boy now no oh, no i get to move faster i'm glad
2: right. i didn't say my original <laughs> my original uh, most hated clan
1: most most people hate the toridor but honestly i think they're cool they're played like fucking assholes 99% of the time well, but like their power set is cool they um, can be absolutely terrifying like use presence to entrance someone and then be like you know, make them fall in love with you and then blink. And all of a sudden you have a knife to their throat and they don't even want to fight back.
2: That's scary. No, I'm not saying it's not. <laughs> it's just the same thought. Whenever people are like, Oh, what's your favorite ledge of the five rings clan? It'd be like clan scorpion and fuck crane clan. Cause they're just diametrically opposed or they're just ah. like, we, we value what you are on the inside versus crane. That's just like, if you're not pretty die. Hmm. <laughs> mm. It's, it's more on the big thing on that game system slash lore than it is. Because, again, I still said Tremere of Toreador. Yeah, <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> because I can still be like, I, I can like some Toreadors. Hell, one of my favorite NPCs to play is the uh, usually the uh, the Primogen of uh, Toreador in whatever series, uh, city I have, which is just Cruella de Vil. Bitch, I was just trying to help my friend. I'm just a fashion designer. I'm like, you know, Cruella would have been a fucking Toreador. Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
0: What? Oh, um, I'm going to agree. Probably Toreador. We talked yeah. about it. And it's like, yeah. I mean, I used to blow glass. I used to, um, I still paint. I like to draw. Um, sit between Sarah and I, we've done all the art and the posts for the podcast so far. Um, so I think that one unfortunately air quotes yeah. makes the most sense as i'm thinking about it maybe bruja but maybe Ventru, just because i'm from the north side of indianapolis i know yeah. i know where i grew up <laughs> like um
1: you would have been sired at like 18 yeah i'm from like the nicer <laughs> suburbs but Ooh, like yeah. um,
2: No, no no wait they, they wait until he's 21 yeah. yeah, they, okay. they let right. them. They let him mature. They let them. <laughs> you you want well, to, Then they
1: wouldn't have been interested. Because at 21, you were like, no, you weren't living at his house then. No, not okay. quite. Okay, all right. I'm just talking I'm about like timelines. I'm just
2: talking to like body, like not life. But uh, what about you? Like that was the one that I had to like think and just be like, oof. Yeah, it's tough. Good question, dude. It, it is definitely a good question. That's the reason why I'm like, oh, I a lot of introspection because you know the body type I have, you know. Synthetic organism, they can't change me. But thinking about it, like if we're being real, it would probably be something like maybe the Malks. Yeah. The Malks might just look at me and be like, "Ooh, we can have fun with that." Like definitely. Like I'm not saying I, I as a person would not be happy about that because there's. I different... don't think
1: any of us would be happy about being embraced by any of the vampire. Being a vampire kind of sucks.
2: Yeah, but uh, like <laughs> I could definitely see Clan Malk being like, "Oh shit." Yeah that one weird like oh he can fit in with us he can he can understand this
0: i don't know i feel like no insult to some of our older listeners i feel like by the time i'm like 35 it's like yeah go ahead (laughs) i'm
2: reaching there yeah you're right
0: we um got sent some really cool stuff this week
2: yeah from a creator who was very interested in having us at their products, and oh, 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 by the way, these two have not opened. We've not opened the package, but they've been chomping at the bits, too. We uh, were reached out by a very nice creator. Uh, their stuff is called Reroll Woodworks. They uh, do a lot of gaming accessories, and we are just now opening this up to see these products right now.
0: Yeah, so they sent us two things, mm-hmm. um, and they gave us a code that's going to be. Link down below. It's a coupon, so you can get a discount on all the stuff. It's all handmade yep. uh, gaming supplies. So we're going to pop open the bag and see what they sent us. Oh, there's a, there's a little notebook in here. Oh, Oh, dang. They sent us some leech bandages. <laughs> <Some> bandages. What are <laughs> uh, you calling us? Are uh, you calling us leeches? Hold on uh, now there, are There's buddy. only two Not,
1: of them. There's a derogatory can... term for vampires, good sir. Torm. Torm.
2: oh <laughs> Oh. Oh, this is a cute little dice tray awesome. yeah, so that, uh, it's, a little...
0: it's a little hardwood and what's nice, about, I'll pass it around, but what's nice about what uh, Brian makes is that it's all recycled woods Also, so uh, I know you can choose like pallet woods mm-hmm. and different, you can choose what you have it made out of, but it's mm-hmm. all recycled
2: uh, he also, as I know because I was uh, in communications with him, he made these fresh for the show so this is definitely like, he was like, oh no I need to like make some things yeah, like that's they're. a that's a smaller dice tray than i thought we'd have but uh yeah, it rolls it's nice well. like no no yeah, no, I that's didn't... nice if i didn't use the cup i used i'd definitely be into that uh, but also this got a cool we're
0: definitely gonna hang that up on our bulletin board yeah we've got. hell yeah for sure
1: yeah yeah this thing is awesome it's uh this little dice tray it looks like he's got some sort of felt on the bottom of it, um, so it won't scuff up your table. It's nice and quiet.
2: Yeah, he's got felt on both, like both, inside yeah. and like, So the to dampen
1: the, the dice. You can still hear him roll, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's nice. Um, this stain is really pretty, too. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot. Oh, yeah, no. That's
0: a darker stain. Mm-hmm. Oh, we also got a death card. Oh, fuck yes! Yeah, yes. Yeah. Man, we're being called out. Up. Um, oh, there's a note. Maybe I should, there's, there's actually two more things in this box but, uh, we see. He sent us something extra than we thought, but, uh, yeah. we got a little note. Let me read that first. I didn't, be waiting to open dis- it, so. Yeah, this
2: is distinctly why when you guys like, let's wait until I open it. I'm like, I like surprises. bro, there might be, yeah, there's but, so surprises. yeah, but we don't know about this note thing. All
0: right, so here's, hello. I would like to thank you for your consideration. As with each coffin, I like to attach a story with the design, so I will do so here as well. Oh, skippers. Stripes. Stripes bars and swooping lines. Our mind's eye deters them from the scenery. The white noise of the jungle. The bloody backdrop in the shadows. Consider the tiger with all his and more. Striped pupils that see in any shadow. Claws like iron bars and a swooping pounce. By the time you see its beautiful pattern to appreciate its coat, it's far too late to enjoy it. Once again, thank you so much for your consideration. Each of these is made out of a heat-treated pallet wood. Save for the box proper, which is polished uh, paddock wood? Yeah. Uh, roll well, roll often. Brian C.H. P.S. These are not bribes. I include small gifts with all my boxes.
2: Oh, That's, no, that's awesome. Good. Yeah, this is super cool. Thanks yeah. a lot, Brian. Very, yeah. very, very chill.
0: Yeah, Brian. Um, Thanks a lot, Brian. So the next thing he sent us is a dice box. Ooh, it's the coffin. This definitely looks like pallet wood. I work in a warehouse. And <laughs> I know fucking pallet wood when I see pallet wood. Sounds like there's some dice. What's di- in there? Damn, did he put some dice in there too? Oh, it's a magnetic. That's cool. So it's a magnetic top.
1: I love
2: this. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, there's
1: magnets. Skip, I love this. So, we have, ah! de- yeah, we
2: have democratically decided that uh, Skipper will be getting the dice box.
0: So <laughs> I'm so excited. So, oh, there's a multicolored pen he threw in there. With, you can oh click the it little cookies on color. the top. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sounds like. Yeah, but we got some. There's some Halloween stickers in here. There's some cute little pumpkins and stuff. Aww. Okay. He he said it wasn't a bribe, but he's specifically trying to bribe me now. <laughs> oh, yeah. What's what, got, do what do you do? do? What there's do you do? What do you do? There is a Ravenloft trading card inside. Oh <laughs> shit! Yeah, yeah you're bribing Hunter. It's a shadow fiend. <laughs> I'm keeping that. You guys uh, fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's some dice. Uh, there's a. Oh, I forget what they're Is a meeple? Yeah, yeah it's a, little, a meeple. There's a little metal star meeple in there. What the? Is cool. that a fucking
2: quarter? It looks like it's a quarter. Yeah,
0: and there's a. Uh, that's a bribe. It, there's a bat on it. It's a uh, quarter Uh-oh, dollar with you a got bat. A hunter. Uh, oh, it's the you... National Park quarter. It's oh, got that's a bat cool. on it. He put a National Park quarter but with the a bat, bat in his uh, little. No. Yeah. And they're D10s. Oh, and there's, the dice. yeah. There's uh, felt on the bottom of that guy too. So it's a dice box and a rolling tray. That's a super nice combo. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then he told us he was only sending us the dice tray and the uh, coffin box, but there's what, something else in the box here. Is there a motherfucker? Oh, a bigger dice tray. Oh, uh, dude. <laughs> Yeah, the stain on this is really nice, too. The bo- the coffin box is a lighter stain, yeah. and this is kind of a mix of the two, depending mm-hmm. on where you yeah. look at it on the hexagon. Yeah,
2: because that one's a mix. This one's a real dark, and I really like the uh, the tiny little square. Like, yeah. it's real good. Again, as I said, if I didn't really like my dice cup, I would be hella into this.
0: Yeah. These are... I like the casino. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I need one. to see this. Uh, I need to see this, even though I know it's totally yours. But I like
1: the magnets on though. Those are really strong magnets. I don't feel like that would fall apart in a
0: bag. Yeah, the magnets a nice touch. I've never yeah, seen. I have seen cheap, uh, like jewelry hinges on them. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Those things. Yeah. This this feels like um. I have like a an ultimate guard magic box that this feels kind of similar to. Like, I, it's really like you have to like be trying. Like I don't.
0: I heard that like your mic picked up the wood popping together when the magnet just yeah. got closer to it.
2: Yeah, I know. But now I'm. Sh- for for the audience at home, I am vaguely violently shaking this thing to see if it will open. I don't know if it will change if there are dice in it, but I mean, it's not even wiggling.
0: But yeah, no, this is this is red as hell. Yeah, it's super cool. Ooh, Let me. These are super nice quality. I would definitely recommend checking them out. Reroll Woodworks. Yep. Um. Uh. Brian on Etsy. There's a link below with a uh, coupon code for you guys. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a little bit off and i would definitely recommend them if you're looking for a dice tray um uh, that i'm gonna read the code okay yeah definitely gonna do that
2: uh yeah they've got a we have a simple code that will help you get a discount on it it is uh blank bodies pod but it will be spelled b uh, all caps b
0: l n k b o d p o d Yes, and if you click the link below, Mm -hmm. it'll take you straight to the page and put the code in for you. And I think that does it for our first meta episode. Thanks for listening. Um, We'll be doing these down the road. So if you have more questions, feel free to hop into our Discord server or our uh, email. Send us your questions. We'll address them on the show. we also, oh God, they they love these things. But, um, <laughs> no, I
2: just know, I know the fans are tactile, and they're just like, they said they were rolling dice, but all we hear is like, cluck, 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 and I'm like, oh wait, lovelies. There you go. Well,
0: uh, thanks for listening. <laughs> Good night.
1: Good night. Good night. I love you. No kisses on this one.
0: That's <laughs> not a bonus.